welcome to another episode of Dr. Sex Fairy. I am Dr. Kaval Bhava, America's favorite sex doctor, and I am here to transform your life. Today, we are going to talk about the art of the blowjob. Whether you are giving a blowjob or receiving one, this episode is for you. This is the perfect episode to share with your partner. You will be giving them and yourself the gift of pleasure. And while you're at it, share it with your friends too. Great blowjobs for everyone. The world will be a happier place. We are going to discuss an article about blowjobs that was published in Cosmopolitan magazine. Before we get started, make sure you follow me here so that you never miss a Dr. Sex Fairy podcast episode. And please support this podcast and me by leaving a five-star review. Without further ado, let me introduce our guest today. Jordan Hakes is the host of the very popular Horny Housewife podcast. I love how Jordan explores all aspects of sex on her podcast. Welcome, Jordan. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. So tell me, in your opinion, what constitutes the perfect blowjob? In my opinion, and I think men would agree because I've pulled them more than once, I would think it would be enthusiasm because I think girls do it. There are girls that oblige and they go, oh, I know my man needs this, so I'm going to give him head. And I think... I believe, or what I've heard is that men can tell, you can feel that feeling, the energy of when she's not into it and she's just doing it to do it. And when there's enthusiasm, even if you're not like the most skilled or you don't like deep throating it, you're not trying to be like animalistic, what you can good for it, go for you. But if you're enthusiastic and you're eager and you're giving the blowjob with a cheerful heart, I think it's received well. Agreed 100%. I think enthusiasm is highly underrated. You've got to be into it before, you know, I can help you medically. You've got to be into it at least emotionally or, or psychologically. Because I always say that your biggest sex organ is really your brain. That's the most important right. one. The rest I right. can help, but the brain, you know. That's it's, on you. it's a mental thing. And it's like there's no anxiety in the bedroom at any point is is just a big turnoff. It sucks. It takes away from being present, whether it's sex or oral sex, and really can take away from pleasure ultimately. And I think it's the same for women. If a man's going down on a woman, if he doesn't seem like he's into it, it's not as pleasurable for the woman either. It's the same thing. Yeah. And then you're both in your head and then it's kind of awkward. And I feel like with blowjobs, I know it can be intimidating for some girls because porn can be um, a sex teacher that maybe we shouldn't have being our sex teacher sometimes. And you get in this, I, this, you get it in your head that that's what it has to look like. And that is not the truth whatsoever. And I think this article pointed out a lot of great things such as communication and talking about what your partner likes because what one guy likes for his member, another man may not prefer. Absolutely. And I agree with what you said. I have a friend. He is one of the world's leading sex therapists. His name is Dr. Caleb Jacobson. And uh, he's a published author. And, you know, he always says that um, when it comes to porn, it should be seen as sex entertainment, not sex education. Correct. I completely agree. So what about setting the mood for the right blowjob? 
How do you, uh, how do you think our <laughs> listeners should do that? Well, I think that for, I know there's the stigma that women can be more emotional about it, which is true. And sometimes, and sometimes it's not, I think just like with sex, sometimes there's a great time for a quickie and sometimes you want to make love or you want an erotic play date of sorts where you lock yourself in your room and it's a whole experience. I think it's an energy. If you feel like it's a great foreplay, giving oral sex is great foreplay. I think you can do it anywhere. And I think especially if you're married and you're a parent and you have kids, sometimes you have to get creative with when and where. I think setting the mood, I think communicating, I think it can be arousing to talk about it. Like it can be arousing to talk about what someone likes, what they don't like, how they like to be touched. And something the article mentioned, like not just going straight to the member with your mouth. You can lead up by kissing their thighs or making out or touching around them or find out if they like their G-spot stimulated. So I'm going all over the place now covering a lot of topics, but I know it's a great time when you're communicating to find out what spots you can touch and what spots they don't want you to touch. Yes, because some spots that one partner loves, the other one may be completely immune to, like they just, it doesn't do it for them. Like some and women, with women. You know, yeah, like nipple yeah. orgasms. Uh, some women are highly, highly orgasmic if you are to stimulate their nipples and some are like, hmm, okay. Especially yeah. ones that have had breast implants or some kind of breast surgery. Um, you know, that is and you're not like, sensitive mm, anymore, if at all. I don't feel it at all. <laughs> you don't feel it at all. So it's not going to do it. You can keep wasting your time there. It's not doing it for them. So there has Sometimes to be that. It looks good. You're like, it looks nice seeing you do that to me, but I don't feel it at all, right? Yeah. <laughs> some, so, for some women. <laughs> yeah, so focus your attention elsewhere. And also to the same thing I just said about men maybe not liking something. Same for the woman. The woman down there performing oral sex on a man there are some girls that they do not mind if the man, her husband, her boyfriend, her partner takes her head and pushes down and maybe that excites them. Maybe they're into that sort of energy. And another girl might come up and slap you across the face. Yeah. So I think you have to communicate with like, how far can you go? Cause there's all kinds of, you don't have to be in the position of just in between his legs and him sitting on the couch. Yeah. There's all kinds of ways we could go about this and you have to communicate like how far can we go? How aggressive can we get? That's important. Comfort is important. And whether it's putting a cushion under your knees, if you are on your knees or if it's making sure you're comfortable and not hurting your back and straining as you do it, positioning is important because if you're uncomfortable, you can't be into it. Yeah, no way. That's why some people love 69 and then other people, they find that they're not able to be really present for 69. Yeah. And um, when it comes to oral sex, it can be so uncomfortable in the beginning of a relationship anyway. I think communication, like you said, is important. Comfort is important. Um, and when it comes to blowjobs, I think it takes the pressure out of, you know, the pressure away from the couple when it comes to, you know, intercourse. So it can be more of a fun thing. It doesn't have to always lead to intercourse. It's more of an right. adjunct, I think, to you know what we consider more traditional sex. Yeah, no, totally. I completely agree. And sometimes you're just in the mood for something different instead of doing the 
Same thing every single time. I was reading in that article about how it doesn't always lead to climax, which for sex, like sometimes sex doesn't always lead to climax and it can be thoroughly enjoyed. Like I can have really great sex and I didn't climax that time and it had nothing to do with my partner. It had everything to do with me and my mental load or whatever. And I, when I was reading this article, I did have a question pop up for you as a doctor because I wanted to know, is this true? Is this a myth? I talked to a woman who said she experience orgasm she experienced an orgasm when she gives oral sex in her throat you know i don't believe that they talk about <laughs> this i just like what you know, is i hear so much stuff but there's a point when it's getting ridiculous the reason they say that is because technically you're stimulating the vagus nerve okay i think that's bullshit how, okay. excuse my terminology there, but really, come on, how deep do you have to go to be stimulating the vagus nerve? I mean, at that point, you would be vomiting, in my opinion. So I'm not convinced. I've heard about it. Because it's way down there, isn't it? Yes, I've heard about it. I'm not convinced. It's like, you know, the other, you know, stuff you hear from the tantric, you know, people about sex and yes. sexuality. I don't agree with much of it. I think this is right up there with it when they talk about throat orgasms. Because I think they're trying to get women to want to do them more, to make it more about the woman. Mm -hmm. And hey, it's going to please you. And oh, did you know you can climax from this? No. I understand the whole nipple orgasm thing. I understand other parts of your body in orgasm. Mm -hmm. But think about this from a physical point of view. You're going deep down in the throat. I mean, how could that possibly be pleasurable? Right. That's what I, I cannot relate nor imagine that happening for me because it's already a big enough task. Like the deep, the whole deep throating technique of like, that is me trying to please my partner. Like, it's not like I'm enjoying it, loving that sensation by any means. And I do believe that you can give a great blow job without completely swallowing their penis and, or being the girl that's putting every part of them, their penis and their testicles in your mouth, all of it. You don't have to do that. Yeah, I mean, you can stroke it with your tongue for the love of God. You don't yeah, have to swallow hands. it. Yes, hands too. I mean, don't swallow the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> and incorporating a hand is like the biggest magical. I, I think that's what you should be doing. Following yeah. it up with a hand yeah. when you want to hurry the job up. Yeah. And then, you know, you were talking about enthusiasm. So sometimes making sounds can be a real turn on for your partner as well. Yes, I And also help you agree. get yourself in the mood. Yes, yes. Oh, or touching yourself while giving a blowjob, great idea. Like, let it be something you're experiencing and enjoying as well. It's not all about them. You can enjoy that as well. Because for me, at least, it's arousing to see the person I love or I'm into or with aroused. So it can be a mutually beneficial thing. And sounds, I mean, I think girls are better than it at guys. I tell men all the time. And I know you have a lot of men listening to be more vocal. Like don't keep, don't keep it all in. You don't need to be stoic. Women appreciate uh, a little affirmation. And yes. A little sound yes. Effects. You know, it, it then gives the woman the idea that, okay, what I'm doing is working or the idea that it's not working. Maybe it's time to switch to something else. There's no need to suffer in silence. I say that all the time about women too, because when women fake it a lot, and I always say, you're not doing him a favor. Because you're no. telling him, you're, you're just 
affirming something that's not working for you. What's the right. point of that? He thinks what he's doing is rocking your world. So how can you blame him if you're not having good orgasms? You're lying. And right. I've said this a thousand times and I'll say it a million more times. You can't, you, you're not going to, you know, they say about fake it till you make it. You're never going to make it if you keep faking it. What's yeah, the point? Correct. So correct. gentlemen, yeah, same for you guys. You've got to tell her if what she's doing works, if her teeth are, are uncomfortable, whatever it is, communicate. Or else she's going to keep giving you a toothy blowjob. A toothy blowjob. <laughs> with the sound effects, if you're just, for ladies, if you're just moaning, screaming, wailing the whole time, he, like you said, he thinks you're rocking his world and you're over here faking it because I know that every second of this is not worthy of your moans. So I think you can actually teach them with your moans and moan when it feels good and then be quiet when it's not working or anything. And same with guys to vocalize when they're doing the right thing for sure. Yeah. And there's so much nervousness when it comes to it. Like I mentioned earlier, especially in the beginning of a relationship, when you're starting to get to know each other's body and each other's preferences, it's okay to be intimidated. But I think we need to understand that as long as we're communicating, and like we said, whether it's with your moans, whether it's moving your partner's hand up or down or taking it away if maybe it's uncomfortable. I think small signs like that can really contribute to enjoying oral sex, be it a blowjob or anything else or 69 even. I agree. And I, and I think it's also important that the ball, the testicles are not neglected because we leave them out sometimes. And I think yeah. the men appreciate them to being like, appreciate them being fondled. Yeah, and well. I'm, I'm very happy you brought that up because the perineum is even more ignored than the, than the scrotum or the balls. Uh, the perineum, for those of you who are listening, is the area between the scrotum and the rectum. It's, it's full of nerves. It's full of blood vessels. In fact, when we do bava wave therapy at my office, which is to increase blood flow in the penile and scrotal area for better erections and even for better penis size, as a matter of fact, I digress. I'm sorry. Mm. I get very excited <laughs> wow, about that's that. that's it. Yeah. So we'll have when to talk we, about that. Yeah, when we do that, we'll talk about it, I guess, right after this. So we, we actually do the treatment over that area as well because we want to stimulate good blood flow and you know stimulate everything in the area, the nerves, the, the blood vessels, everything. And so it's very important that the partner not forget that area as well. Right. And so how do I pronounce the word perineum? Per, yeah, perineum. perineum, yeah. Okay, so is this like, that's a alternate way to externally stimulate the male prostate gland? Is that correct or not correct? Well, you're just stimulating the general area. I mean, you're not, okay. this is external. You're not, this is not, this is not the anus. This is not the, the hole, the butthole. You know, I'm trying to keep it simple here. <laughs> <laughs> so that area is not connected to the, anything. Well, in the it's butthole. all connected. Okay. I mean, these are all your pelvic nerves, but what I'm saying is right. it's not really about necessarily just the prostate. It's that, that area is pleasurable period. So it's very, right. very pleasurable. And, you know, when it comes to oral sex, I think we are focusing, like you said, too much on the penis itself. There's so much erogenous area around it that I think yes. that needs to be addressed too. And also not even just the penis uh, or that the genital area, but even maybe the inner thighs, things like that. Yeah. Those are all sensitive areas that can be stroked with your hand as well. And really get that blood flow pumping mm -hmm. because then the more heightened arousal levels are, the better the orgasm. And then you won't be just 
starting oral sex on a flaccid penis until climax. That doesn't sound very fun. And it mm-hmm. sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> so. And you never know that blowjob may lead to some mind blowing sex. Yeah, there you go. And exactly. then he'll want to return the favor. And he'll always remember that awesome blowjob. I'm telling you, makes yeah. you epic in his mind. <laughs> you yeah. want to keep your man, whether you're male or female, give him a good blowjob. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you're not giving any blowjobs, there are some men that will write into me and say, my wife won't perform oral. I do feel bad. I feel because I wouldn't want to be with someone who wouldn't want to do that to me. Mm-hmm. So I think vice versa, that would be. And also there are times when you go to give a blowjob and you have no spit and there's no shame in saying I need lube or I need to use Mm -hmm. something to lubricate or wet the situation up because especially if you're exploring down under you, the wetter, the better, and they want it wetter, the better as well. Always, always. And there's good flavored lube out there now, so it can taste good. And when girls think like they're self-conscious, like, Oh my spit, or I look so gross in my hair. It's the guy does not care. He does not care. Oh, he's enjoying it, actually. He does not care if you're cross-eyed. He doesn't <laughs> care why He's like. too concerned about how his penis feels in that moment. Exactly. I think we give, we give ourselves entirely too much importance in that scenario, don't we, as women? Yes, for sure. That's funny. Yeah, but, you know, talking about our ego in that, we've also got to stroke our partner's ego, not just his penis. Oh, cor- correct. And especially men, because, you know, they're masculine and they appreciate the ego stroke. I think that's a ticket. That sounds manipulative, but I know stroking their ego can get you a lot in life. No, but no, I don't think so. I don't think it's manipulative. I think you want your partner to feel important, right? At least if right. you're in the right relationship, you want them to know how important they are to you. So stroking their ego can can be a good thing in that scenario. I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's good manipulation. That's true. You know? And that's what I would want reciprocated. Yeah, I want them yeah. to support me and hype me up. And I want to be their cheerleader and hype them up as well. Yeah. And then another good point for good blowjobs is appealing to all their senses where maybe there's some, like we said, the flavored lube or you know, aromatherapy or, you know, just different things, incorporating all the senses, not just that sense, the physical. When we were in high school, this is just off track, but senses, there were girls that used to give blowjobs with pop rocks in their mouth. Have you ever heard? I have heard about that. I have. Well, that is that bad for the penis? I'm assuming. No, because, it's fine. No. <laughs> Does that give like a nice little poppy sensation? I maybe? guess so. <laughs> How can it hurt? <laughs> Wait. I'm not telling people what, to go to crazy stuff and yeah. then say, well, Dr. Sexfairy said it's okay. Get some pop rocks. What about a cock ring with it to like restrict blood flow? Would that, or does that make, that just helps the guy last longer? Yeah, it keeps the blood in the penis. Now see, what's an erection at its most basic? It's increased inflow of blood and decreased outflow of blood. That's part of the reason why I talked about the Bava Wave therapy we do to break down blockages to bring more blood flow in. And I I know you've heard of shockwave therapy before or acoustic wave therapy. Now, I have been a pioneer in sexual medicine in many ways. And one of the ways I have done it is with the way I'm increasing blood flow. Now, when I talk Mm. about penis size, because I do a lot of penis enlargement as well in my practice, um, I explain to men when they come to me for penis enlargement that I'm happy to enlarge their penis, but they've got to see the big picture they've got to realize that they've got to keep fertilizing that soil to keep it 
big, to keep it healthy, ah. to keep it nourished. I think we don't think about nourishing our genitalia, be, be it the vagina or the penis. It's a muscle. It, you know, it's, and there's blood flow and you've got to get that blood flowing. Now, women complain to me, doctor, I used to be so orgasmic and now I just don't feel that way anymore. And it's not necessarily a libido thing. So what happens to people when they're getting older and their genitalia is shrinking? The woman, her clitoris is shrinking. For the man, his penis is shrinking. Why? Blood flow. The number one cause of erectile dysfunction is vascular, poor blood flow. This is so interesting to me. This is so interesting. So that like age old saying of like, it gets smaller because they're not using it. Like, or it's a muscle. So if you don't use it, it gets littler. Is that just. It's true. Use it or lose it. It's true. But the thing is, yes, I always say that. I even have a podcast (laughs) episode called use it or lose it. And I'm talking about vaginas and penises, you know, vaginal atrophy is a thing and penile atrophy is a thing because if you're not using it, your body's going to think, well, I don't, I'm not needed. So, it's just so are to, there medical benefits to oral sex? Yes, absolutely. I, I want to hear them. <laughs> well, you're increasing blood flow, right? You're increasing yeah. blood flow. You, you're helping your endorphins. It's feel-good hormones. And then you're, it, it's just one of those things where I think you are going to have lower blood pressure because you're going, you know, you're, you're just releasing. And when I say that, I'm, I'm not being facetious. I'm serious. Because yeah, like a climax is a big yeah, buildup and release. It helps. It helps lower your blood pressure. So another fun fact is that they've done studies on this. Now there's some controversy about this, but there's there's data out there that says that the more a man ejaculates, the lower his risk of prostate cancer. Oh wow! So cool. wow. yeah. So in fact, interesting. Yeah, and I have this uh, you know this amazing TikTok account, Doctor Sex Fairy. 54 million views. I mean, it's turned into a movement at this point. I've seen it. It's amazing. Thank you. So one of the things I noticed when I posted about this was that men were talking about how their hand was hurting. Because I I mentioned that there's data that if you, there's this magic number, like how much do you have to ejaculate, right? Like, is there a number? So the smart minds of this world did the research and found that that magic number appears to be about 21 times a month. Now, maybe your partner doesn't want to have sex 21 times a month, but is okay giving you a blowjob, see? So you could be saving his life, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Do the selfless thing and help your man live longer. See, this is why I'm America's favorite sex doctor right here. I am helping men sell blowjobs to their partner as a form of longevity. Health and wellness. See, gentlemen, you want blowjobs, share this episode with your partner. True that. That's hilarious. And that's awesome that it's true too. It's true. (laughs) We want our lovers to live longer. Yeah. And then, um, you know, another thing that um, we have talked about early in the episode that I want to bring back, I guess, and, and discuss again, is you mentioned that you don't always have to orgasm to enjoy the experience. And it's true. But I think that the more you do these things, the easier it is to orgasm. I think you're training yourself in some ways to really understand what it is you like and what your partner likes. So oral sex and um, sex toys sometimes and masturbation even can be a great way to learn how to get there more often. Not that you have to every time, but it makes it more likely that you will. 
and learning one another's body. And that's like the perk of mm-hmm. being with someone long-term is being able to learn their body. And I am a big pro mutual masturbation because I think that's the best way to see how a girl climaxes is seeing the way she touches herself. Mm-hmm. And obviously with a man, the longer you're with them and then communication, because they're like we said, there are people out there that if you're not communicating and talking, nothing's going to get better. So you're just going to get, it's like insanity expecting it to be different and then going about it the same exact way. So yeah. obviously learning their body is going to lead to a better outcome each time. Yes, and I think being a medical doctor, I should also uh, point out that you can catch some serious STDs from blowjobs, from herpes to you know a whole range of things. So you have to know what you're getting into here. Now, the, the sad part is that most people who have herpes don't even know they have it. It's one of the many silent epidemics I talk about, and I'm certainly going to do an episode about this, you know, an entire episode discussing herpes. Because I often joke, and I'm only half joking, that, you know, your relationship may not last, but herpes is forever. So you have to be careful. (laughs) That is true. That is true. Yeah. So, you know, a condom may not be the worst idea. Right. And then aren't there like, isn't there dental dams? There's also, there's, or what is it more risky for women or men or equally risky giving each other oral sex. I think it's equally risky. I don't know what the numbers are, but if you think about it from, you know, just a common sense point of view, if you have herpes as a woman and he's got his tongue on you or you're doing it to a man, now you can't really, I mean, it's harder to, I guess, be careful with oral sex being given to a woman than it is for a man because you can still put a condom on him. You can't really, you know, cover a woman's genitalia. Right. I know. I've seen the dental dams. I've seen the, someone mailed me some panties that you can give oral sex in or something. I'm like, this does not seem sexy. I don't think it's, I don't think it's practical. So at least kind of odd. Yeah. yeah, At least women have a reasonable, you know, practical way of uh, keeping themselves a little safe. I'm not saying you shouldn't be careful giving oral sex to a woman. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying it's a little easier for women to do it to do it. And it's just, it's the same as having sex. Your risk is the same with oral and with intercourse. Yeah. And then I was mentioning herpes. People have a misunderstanding about what herpes really is. Now herpes, herpes simplex virus one and two, people think of it as oral herpes or cold sores in the mouth or nose. And then they think of genital herpes, right? HSV, which that's what I thought. I thought one was cold sores and one was sex or something. Yeah. But that's, that's why I think it's important that we discuss this especially when discussing blowjobs, because people don't understand this. And how can you? Nobody ever discusses it. Um, STDs are not a sexy topic, so nobody wants to discuss Mm -hmm. them. So the thing is that HSV-1 can be in the mouth or nose or on your penis or vagina, and vice versa. HSV-2 can be anywhere too. It's just where it ends up. It's not that genital herpes has to be HSV-2. It can be HSV-1 also. Are they both sexually transmitted they both can be sexually transmitted yes because what about people who are born with cold sores and stuff well, like you, people and then they're like yeah. this is a cold sore well the thing is your mother could have kissed you having a cold sore herself and it touched one of your mucous membranes and you got it so it's not always sexually transmitted in that sense but you can transmit it further sexually 
because I've never had a cold sore in my mouth, but I just know some people have said like, oh, I don't have herpes. And I'm like, I think it's called herpes. Well, you could have a canker sore. <laughs> okay. That's not, but the if same it's a thing. cold sore, it is herpes. It's just simplex one or simplex two. Yes. Okay. Yes. So good to know. Yeah. So you've got to be careful. You could be giving it to your partner who otherwise doesn't have it, but now you gave him a blow job and now you gave it to him. Wow. Yeah. So go get tested. Everyone needs to get tested, right? And find well, out. You should. But the thing is that most people are going to test positive for at least HSV one. A lot of people have it. That's wild. Do you mm -hmm. know, like, is what is it? One in one in three, one in four, one in. I honestly can't remember the numbers offhand. Yeah but it's high. It's really high. I remember when I was in high school, it was HPV everyone was talking about. And I got like the Gardasil shots or something. Those are great. But the problem yeah. is they didn't exist until recently. Yeah. See, when I was a teenager, they didn't exist. And, no, and there's nothing for herpes, like you said. It's no, there's lifelong. nothing for herpes. But for HPV, human papillomavirus, you do have the, the vaccine. The vaccine. It doesn't yeah. cover everything. Though, I mean, it doesn't cover every HPV virus because there are many, many HPV viruses, but it covers the big ones. Interesting. You mm -hmm. think there ever will be a cure for herpes? I sure hope so. I, I mean, right? Gosh. You know, unfortunately, there's so much money in peddling the drugs mm. that I don't know that it's in their uh, best interest. In their best company, interest. To come up with a pharma. cure for it. Though, honestly, if somebody came up with a cure for it, whew. It's some, there'd be some money in it. I was like, but they're right? thinking like, about Valtrex and acyclovir. They're selling those, you know, hard to say. I mean, they're doing they're probably research. Making, they're probably making a lot of money giving mm -hmm. out the Valtrex and all this stuff. Yeah. And Valtrex is more expensive than acyclovir because it's a newer drug. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And it kind of all goes back to the money. So interesting. Yeah. You're so knowledgeable. Well, thank you. So great discussion. This one blowjobs, the art of the blowjob. Thank you. This was so much fun. I enjoyed talking to you so much. And hopefully everyone gained some knowledge and some skill around oral sex. So how do people contact you? Because I'm sure they want to find your podcast. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, by the way. You can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It's called The Horny Housewife. And you can find all that information on my Instagram as well, which is at underscore The Horny Housewife Podcast. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy giving and receiving blowjobs and always stay horny. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast today. I would love to continue this conversation with you. If you would like to get in touch with me, email me at askme at drsexfairy.com. Don't forget to follow this podcast and leave me a five-star review. And make sure you follow my blockbuster hit TikTok account, Dr. Sex Fairy.